Breaking news. And let's get right to the breaking news. A second Trump senior ally convicted of contempt of Congress for stonewalling the January 6th Select Committee investigation. CNN senior justice correspondent Evan Perez is joining us right now. He's got details on this important verdict. Evan. That's right, Wolf. The jury deliberated just a, a few hours uh, today before rendering this verdict uh, guilty on two counts of contempt of Congress. Uh, Peter Navarro was re received a, a subpoena from the, the committee that was investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. This subpoena was for from 2022, and he declined to cooperate. He didn't show up for their request for testimony. He also declined to provide documents that the committee was requesting. And as a result, uh, the, the Justice Department said that you can't do that. You can't just ignore uh, a lawful subpoena from a congressional committee. And that's the reason why they brought this case. Now, uh, one of the things that, uh, that Navarro was arguing was that the testimony and the documents in question were actually subject to uh, executive privilege from the former president. Uh, of course, the former president never actually asserted that in this case, Wolf, and that's one reason why the judge did not allow for uh, for uh, Peter Navarro to actually present that as part of his argument, as part of his defense in court. Now, uh, Navarro faces a lot of different issues. He also, these same documents that he refused to turn over to the committee are also being sought by Jack Smith and the Justice Department as part of, the, uh, as part of their effort to get a hold of documents that he took after he left the White House. Uh, and so you see, you can see he has a lot of legal problems on his hands. He addressed uh, reporters at the end of today's proceeding and, and spoke about his relationship with the former president. President Trump has been a rock in terms of assistance. Uh, we talk when we need to talk. Uh, he will win the president's race in 2024 in November. You know why? because the people are tired of Joe Biden weaponizing courts like this and the Department of Justice. And uh, we expect uh, from what uh, Mr. Navarro said after court, he, we expect that he will appeal this, uh, this uh, ruling or this uh, verdict today. Well, if, uh, we should note that uh, you, you mentioned this is the second former aide of the former president to be convicted on these same uh, charges. Peter, uh, Steve Bannon was all similarly convicted here in Washington, and he's appealing that conviction. Evan, and, uh, there are also some new and important developments from the Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. What can you tell us? Well, that's right. She is pushing back against, against efforts from Jim Jordan, uh, who is uh, running a committee here in Congress, the Judiciary Committee. He wants to investigate uh, the fact that uh, Fonnie Willis has, uh, of course, indicted the former president and has asked for a series of documents and a lot of questions about her investigation. And she pushed back very strongly today in a letter to Jordan. I'll read you just a part of what she says. She says, your job description as a legislator does not include criminal law enforcement, nor does it include supervising a specific criminal trial because you believe that doing so will promote your partisan political obje objectives. We should note Wolf, that uh, the, uh, th this is the second time that uh, the congressional Republicans have launched investigations of, of, of prosecutions that they say 
they believe are, are political. One of the things that Fannie Willis does in her letter today pushing back uh, against Jim Jordan's uh, request for information is she cites some of the, some of the, the, the threats that her office is getting. Uh, including one that is highly racist. I'll read you just a part of it. It says, we are coming for you, Fani. We are going to, yeah, again, very, very uh, explicit language in that one. And you can see, Wolf, that uh, what she's saying here is that as a result of some of the attacks that she's getting, not only from, uh, from political appoint opponents, but also from allies of the former president, she's getting attacks like this anonymously, some, in some cases, from people who are threatening her, her staff, and that's the reason why we have all this, uh, all, all this security there. One last thing I will mention is that we also heard from the former president's legal team. They raised the issue that they say they're going to try to move the, the, the case against the former president to federal court, something that we always anticipated, Wolf. Evan Perez with the latest on that. Thank you very much. Let's get some more on the breaking news right now. Joining us, Representative Zoe Lofgren, who served on the January 6th House Select Committee. Congresswoman, thanks so much for joining us. As you now know, as all of us know, Peter Navarro, he now joins Steve Bannon in being convicted by a jury for refusing to cooperate with your committee. What's your reaction to this verdict? Well, relief, frankly. It's a just verdict and it's important. Mr. Navarro was the trade advisor, but his role in the Trump administration was far wider than that. He authored uh, a so-called report that the president carried around undercutting uh, the election. He was uh, connected with Steve Bannon talking about the Green Bay sweep. He and Bannon were in cahoots, and of course, uh, Bannon also refused uh, to come in and testify. And I'm sure you'll recall Steve Bannon's uh, uh, presentation the day before January 6th, that this is going to be very different than you think. We had a lot of questions for Navarro and for Bannon. They illegally refused to answer, and I'm glad that they're being held to account. It's about upholding the rule of law. And they've both been convicted now. What kind of message Congresswoman, do you think this sends to others who may be tempted to defy a congressional subpoena? Well, obviously, the subpoena needs to be well-grounded, as ours was. It needs to be uh, within the confines of the jurisdiction of the committee. But once you're on firm ground and you issue a subpoena, it's not a suggestion. It's a requirement. Do you expect Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon, for that matter, to ultimately serve time in jail? Yes, I do. Uh, the statute provides for up to a year uh, in custody for each count. Both Mr. Bannon and Mr. Navarro have been convicted of two counts. So I would guess uh, they will spend some significant time in custody. And frankly, I think they should, uh, not only because of their uh, illegal activity, but also as a message to others who might uh, think that it's okay to violate the law. Representative Zolofgren, thanks so much for joining us. You bet. Good to you, Worth. Let's bring in our correspondents and analysts covering the Trump investigations. And let me start with Laura Coates. Laura, the January 6th committee it doesn't exist anymore. So what's the significance uh, of this conviction? Well, 
many of us might remember that for a long time in the recent years, it seemed that a, con a congressional subpoena meant nothing, right? People were t thumbing their nose at it all the time. They assumed they'd be never having any enforcement since the 70s. There hadn't been a lot of enforcement from the DOJ in terms of actually prosecuting. Now we have not one but two recent advisors of the former president who are being held to account. And this was not a presentation of evidence by the prosecution to think that it was inadvertent, that somehow, oh, it slipped his mind that you wanted me to appear on one date and I came the very next date. No, this was somebody who said, I'm not going to appear. I'm not going to explain why. The President of the United States told me that I should not comply with you. And guess what? He was let, left out to hang dry, right? Because you never heard from Trump to support that notion. The presidential attorney or the executive privilege that you're talking about really belongs to the President of the United States, the current President of the United States. That was always an issue. And he, even as a former, did not assert it for this person. And so it sends a very clear signal that maybe Congress is back in business, that their, their subpoena and compliance and contempt referrals will be taken seriously. It's not without an appeal, but it does send a very strong message. Andrew McCabe, how do you see it? Absolutely the same. And I think the chances that he'll do prison time are pretty good pending, you know, unless he's has the conviction reversed on appeal. Uh, the, the statute actually carries a mandatory minimum of at least one month in jail for each conviction. And uh, it's of course capped out at a year. So convictions on two counts, he could do anywhere from one month to a year. Uh, we know that Steve Bannon's already been sentenced to four months in prison. He hasn't served those yet because he's, his appeal is pending as well. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I think prison time is, is, is certainly uh, in the cards. And Jamie, as you know, he could have avoided all of this had he simply complied with that subpoena and gone, and gone ahead and testified. Look, other people came in, they took the fifth. He could have done that. Uh, you know, as, as Laura said, you have to show up. No one is above the law. And what this case shows, what the Steve Bannon case shows is, as Laura said, someone is enforcing that now.